And we're back to Heart Fails 73. I, the, speaking of things that I don't know what they mean, you, you said that you were a B-boy once. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a, a, a B-boy, but... Uh, what is yeah, a I dabbled, B-boy? I dabbled in breakdancing. Huh? Is a B-boy a breakdancing boy? Essentially, yeah. I thought it was maybe yeah, like a Backstreet I, Boy. <laughs> I was, well, to be honest, uh, I was in a boy band as well growing up called Forever. And ironically, there was only three of us. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not break, it's not break dance boy because that sounds cheesy. It's break boy. Break boy. So you just don't put the, yeah, you don't put the dance in it. You're just, you're just a break boy. Okay. But I wasn't that, I was not that good. And I use that like Toby Keith song. I'm, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And maybe the last time I did that was at my daughter's wedding a few years ago. Yes, I um, saw that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was that's about as good as I can do now. And I was in my boots. I was in my boots. And, and I remember getting a splinter during that as well. It really sucked <laughs> on a barn floor. But, you know, I drank enough wine to where my heart was happy. And no further, that was just such a such a joyful time. I was like, you know what? I'm just for just for my daughter's wedding. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some some flavor to the savor. So so, so when was the boy band then? What? How old were you? Oh, the boy band. Dang. Uh, I was in my teens. Uh, I'm gonna say it was up through probably eighth grade. Okay. Uh, we actually performed like a, at some campground dances, and we performed at some daycares. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever cross um, paths with like Destiny's Child or anything? No, we weren't no. that. We weren't that okay. cool. No, but I mean, I mean, so it was myself, my twin brother. So that makes it genuine. And then my friend Jamal, who was mixed, and it was just us three. But my older brother Raphael, he was the unofficial official DJ. He would play the discs for us, but we would just lip sync and do dance moves. We were really attractive young men who had skills and the thrills and all of the kills. So we uh, exercised our drills on the dance floor. And, uh, oh man, would we make the elderly women swoon? We were so cute. (laughs) (laughs) They'd grab our cheeks and my mom made us black t-shirts with glitter. It was glitter writing forever. Nice. And, it, and it was always a question that people would ask, like, I know your name is forever, but why is there only three of you? Because <laughs> it was the number four, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the number four, and it shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? It should have just been the word, but, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> people I want, have one picture from people that day, want some, but... logic in, uh, some logic yeah, in their, do, you know? they want, in their they child want exploitation. From... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. While, you know? <laughs> while you're going, you're being shipped around to the nursing homes and right, bringing a smile <laughs> to the three-year-old at daycare. I mean, yeah. it was it was weird. It was weird. Now I like look back to it. I'm like, why did a daycare let us like let us you know do our cool moves in there? You know, then, then we would do it for our you know girlfriends in my living room and stuff. And, and yeah, I mean, we weren't we weren't bad. I don't want to I don't want to backtalk us. We were definitely more. <laughs> Backstreet Boys than in sync. I mean, okay. Backstreet Boys was the main. I'll tell you, I'm not ashamed. I listen constantly, even now, to their 2019 album called DNA. So um, I'm a Backstreet Boy fan through okay. and through. Okay, and that's just never going to change. 
I know that's what not what the podcast is about. I will end this conversation <laughs> right there. I probably I probably just lost all credit to being an open air preacher and a friend no, of see, yours. See with uh, <laughs> with Tommy and you though, it, it's what one of the things that I figured out really quick is that if you and Tommy actually got in the same room with each other, you guys would get along great. You guys would love each oh, other. Man. You guys could spend hours and hours and hours. Because he has he has the moves as well. He was never in a boy band or anything, but he like in our senior video for high school, I did that, and he was dancing with, you know, it's like Footloose or whatever, where everybody's circled around him and he's just dancing there, kind of thing. That's a dope. So you That's guys, dope. you guys could take in and take out, <laughs> and yeah, but I'm gonna take yeah, both of us out episode. here now. The special episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> of which move to do in which circumstance highly in-depth that would be great so you let me know when <laughs> i don't know i haven't when heard you, from really, Tommy. you really want your podcast i don't think you're ready for your podcast to go big you know because that's what it would do it I, would, uh, I told my it would wife go that from two listeners to five like that brother i'm telling you but that you you gotta you gotta understand that there's gonna be some spillage every now and then where that five goes down to four or three and then you have to build back up to six right really excited (laughs) as you know it's not cumulative you know it's the like the ocean it's flowing in and it's flowing out and every once in a while it's just that little little hermit crab that stays along with you and that's a perfect segue to blessings one of the things that the kids and I do more often than not is we sing praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. And one of the things about 2020 that I hate to tell people, but it annoys me is the constant hearing of how horrible 2020 is. Yeah. It's it's annoying. It's one of those things where (laughs) every day I am so incredibly blessed. I look at my family and I look at my friends and everybody is so blessed and it's, it's not like th- this This past several months has been a, a, a difficult time concerning several things, but every day when I'm with my kids, we pray for every heartbeat. Every heartbeat is a blessing. Every breath, every Amen. sight, every sound, and then we got to the every step as well. I wanted to focus on that because what is it? Is it the day before? It's the 23rd, right? It's December 23rd, so it's two days before the day that we commemorate the first advent of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ coming to earth, the incarnation. It's the grandest mystery of all, how God could come to earth and be incarnate in the flesh. We can't understand that, but we understand the magnitude of it and what that means for a sinner such as I and such as anyone else who is listening to this one of the other things that we were talking about was the heidelberg catechism and i'm just going all over the place here because that's what i had to go upstairs and run and watch my wife plays foosball by herself to do was grab the heidelberg catechism because my son just memorized this and i brought it up to you and you're like that's awesome so the the number one question on the heidelberg catechism which was written in the late 1500s like 1560 something i believe because the the German princes needed to to know what this group of people here were actually believed. And so they wrote the Heidelberg Catechism. The first question is, what is your only comfort in life and in death? And I'll just read this if you don't mind. 
that I, with body and soul, both in life and in death, am not my own, but belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who with his precious blood has fully satisfied for all my sins and redeemed me from all the power of the devil, and so preserves me that without the will of my Father in heaven not a hair can fall from my head, indeed that all things must work together for my salvation. Wherefore, by his Holy Spirit, he also assures me of eternal life and makes me heartily willing and ready from now on to live unto him. And that's uh, us talking about that was a perfect segue from blessings. Every single person has things that are going on in their life that, you know, this is this is tough right now. Um, you, yeah. you did a, a vigil on Sunday for uh, a young man in his early 20s who was shot and murdered. Uh, yeah. You, uh, every single person that is alive today, there, there's the ultimate end to that person's life. More likely than not is that they will die. Yeah. Every that one is, of us. Every one of us, unless the Lord comes in clouds of glory and we don't taste death in the physical way. That's the only right. exception. There's actually like a portion in the Psalms where it talks about, we sure I remember the exact one, but it talks about when the, you know, the God rejoices in the death of his saints. And it continues to say that, uh, they're, they're welcomed into the land of the living. And I'm like, dang dude. Like when, when we die, if we're in Christ, we're, we're welcomed into the land of the living. Like that's just <laughs> like you just said, we, we don't ultimately die. Our, our comfort in life and in death is, is we're in Christ and we're actually welcomed into the land of, of those who are alive. What is the, um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but the Westminster confession, uh, the chief end of man, right? Yeah. It's what like is the chief, God the chief end? Of, I'm sorry. Let me, <laughs> there's a delay here. I think. What is the chief end of man? And you're asking me? I am, yes. I'm, I'm setting it up for yeah, you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the Westminster man. Confession, the very first question is, what is the chief end of man? Yes, his chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going out in your town, in your city, in your family, in your church, right. in any area of your life, no matter how old you are, I hate to break it to the people who are young, you're going to have difficulty in your relationships no matter where you yeah. are in life. That's a fact of life. Alaric and Zora and I were just reading through um, First Peter. And, I mean, that's the prototype. Was it chapter 4? Talking about suffering? Yeah, and Christian suffering, yeah. There, there's... Yeah. It's the suffer beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Amen. Now we're not just talking about physical suffering here, we're talking about persecution more than anything. Right. A, a Christian is going to be persecuted, but that's where we rejoice in our sufferings. We praise God from whom all blessings flow. We praise for every heartbeat, for every breath, for every sight, for every sound, for every step. And we get to glorify God, enjoy, enjoy him forever. We get to start to do that right now. And I think that's yeah. one of the questions. 
That's one of the things for for um, Christians now here on earth. You don't have to wait to glorify and enjoy God. That's not something that you have to just look forward to. That's something right, that happens right reality. now. Um, and that's where the Heidelberg Catechism really, I think, shines in its first answer of what is your only comfort in life and in death. It has the in life here while we are alive. Um, and that's what we saw throughout the Bible. Whenever somebody's heart was changed in meeting Jesus or in, uh, in hearing the gospel preached, they glorified God. They praised God. They could not believe yeah. the joy that they were experiencing because they had come out of darkness and into the light. And right, right. now we're in the season of light. We're in the Christmas season. Are you getting gifts for yeah. Christmas? Am I getting gifts? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 My wife and I don't do gifts oh, to yeah. each other. <laughs> do you guys do the that? Is, I, yeah, I lie to my wife every year, though, which is kind of bad. But I say, hey, let's make a budget. So we make a budget toward gifting one another. And then in my mind, I double the budget for her. <laughs> like in terms of like, not that I get more, but that I, I raise, I raise on how much I'll spend on her because I just, I just want to, I want to bless her abundantly. It gives me the opportunity to, to do so. So I usually like, I know how much we might be able to spend. And then I, you know, I, I cut that, I cut that, you know, that takes 75% of it so I can, you know, get 25 and give her the 75 is what I do in my mind kind of thing. She's, I just, I just love blessing her. You know, it's, it's a, it's wonderful. She's following this podcast now. I'm pretty sure. So if she, if she's yeah, keeping I'm up with the episode, but yeah, sweetheart, if you hear this, I will throw away every gift. I'll take it right back to the store. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast before Christmas and even so much as inquire what sorts of gifts I may have gotten you. I will take every one of the hot cocoa packets that I bought and I will put them in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't buy the package. You, you don't buy the individual packages. You get the tub because then you get more. It's just, oh, you know, tub. yeah, you, you know, you, you, you separate into a single serving and you, <laughs> you pay like twice as much just because of the separation. <laughs> Come on! All two hundred dollars I spent on that high cocoa, <laughs> tub of hot cocoa. It's going, it's going right back to the Craigslist person I bought it from. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I buy used, so I get double the amount of cocoa. <laughs> the Backstreet Boy buying Backstreet Coca, cocoa, yes. cocoa, Coca. 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 <laughs> All right. I guess uh, one of the things I, I, I've been rambling a lot, I, I guess. Have, have I been coherent here? Is there something you would like to add to yeah, my, I, my rambling? I, I think maybe to add, you know, it is, it can be difficult in this season. Something that, that, that um, our pastor used to, he maybe said it once, but what I really try to do, especially in the open air, is I try to listen to what I hear on the Lord's Day. And then I apply that in the streets. And one thing that it's always, he mentioned it maybe once or twice, but he, he prayed for us and he said, you know, I, uh, it was either praying or preaching, but he said, I pray that you would have eyes by which to see the blessings that God has given you. It wasn't like, I pray that you'll see the blessings that he's going to give you or that he gives you, but giving you eyes by which to see what you already have, what he's already given you, the things that, 
it's easy to be like, oh, I, I needed $200 and, and someone gave it to me. That's a blessing. You know, you think of blessings as like when we have nothing or we need something and then we're given it. We're like, wow, that was such a blessing. And it is. But you were talking earlier, when you have eyes by which to see what you already have, which we ought to do every morning, right? Count your blessings sort of a thing. It's it's just so wonderful, as well as considering blessings. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, affliction and 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 suffering and and comfort, and and I actually preached on that last night here on the corner from uh, from Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, and uh, in verses two nine, Paul Paul mentions uh, being affliction and suffering ten times. And he also mentions comfort 10 times. He also is like, whether it's in, you know, comfort or in affliction, you know, I'm with you sort of a thing. And, and he mentions the word salvation, like that strand of comfort and suffering each of those 10 times. He mentions salvation once. And I don't know if you've ever heard it, but a lot of times in sermons, you'll be like, you know, God mentions this word 10 times because it's very important. And I'll agree in this, in this passage, it is. Comfort is mentioned 10 times as well as affliction, but the important word is that the, those, those important words are under like the gravitational pull, right? They're rotating, they're, search, they're uh, circling around the word that was mentioned once, and that was salvation. He says that the affliction and comfort is all working for your salvation, and that's exactly what you read in the, uh, in the catechism, right? I think yeah. it said... Uh, Oh, what is, what is it he say? so preserves me that without the will of my father in heaven, not a hair can fall from my head. Indeed, that all things must work together for my right. salvation. Amen. Everything. So like suffering and affliction, all these things, they work together for your salvation. And not to merit your salvation or to earn your salvation, but it works together making you more like Christ. And that is like... You know, as I was meditating on that, I'm like, wow, Jesus. Um, sorry, my daughter just fell down the stairs. My wife caught her, though. She's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just saw it. Uh, speaking of affliction and stuff. Well, yeah, all uh, things but, must work together. Yeah, don't, don't worry, baby. It works together for your salvation. <laughs> um, Bruce's heel. Um, did you actually but, see but, it? Did you actually like see her falling? Yeah, it's probably. Oh, that's I, harsh. I, when I told you, I'm like in my office. My office yeah. is my truck. And she was walking outside and uh, on our porch as my well, she was saying bye to my oldest daughter. But but anyways, uh, you know, work together for our salvation. It made me think like affliction. Where, where else do we hear that word affliction for our salvation? Not just in our comfort and suffering. But it brought me to Isaiah 53, yeah. right? The yeah. prophet Isaiah declared 700 years, I think, before Christ came. Yep. Um, he declared that Christ would be afflicted for my transgressions. He would be afflicted so that I would have peace with God. So that my ultimate comfort in life and in death would be that I'm not my own, but I belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who paid for my sins with his precious blood. He was afflicted and pierced for my transgressions so that I can have peace with God. And now that I have peace with God, the God of all comfort, I no longer rely on myself, but upon God who even raises 
the dead, and I will resurrect one day in the land of the living. I ultimately am not going to die, and, and one day we won't have any affliction or suffering or tears or pain. The old things will have passed away, and, and all things will be new. So, so yeah, I just wanted to add that. It was interesting you brought that up, and I feel like the, the, the Heidelberg Catechism Right, we, we we don't say we say that scripture scripture influences the the catechism, right? The teaching, it, yeah. it, it's a way to summarize what the Bible already says, so we can say this is what we believe. And I think that that mixture between Isaiah fifty three and Second Corinthians uh, one two through nine, I think that that it definitely points toward uh, how it's described in the catechism that that all these things are even a hair that falls from your head. I, don't ask me how God uses that for my salvation, but it's saying that it does. Everything, everything that happens, even what you think is insignificant or what you think or what you don't see as a blessing, it works together for your salvation, all things. And that's just crazy how good God's sovereign plan and, and providence really is. It's, it's all for his good pleasure and for his glory and to make us more like Christ. It's, and- it's just simply, it's simply amazing. And the, the starting point of that is that he sent Jesus who suffered, the suffering Savior, the suffering servant, you know, to die on our behalf. He, he suffered so that we could take up our cross and, and follow him. How amazing. That was last year's, like, Christmas episode of the podcast that I haven't listened to it for several months, but I remember preaching the cross. I mean, the, the conversation focused on the cross when Tommy and I were in the booth. And I kind of finished the episode and said, you know, everybody does, you know, the the birth story of Jesus around Christmas time. But I wanted to focus on the cross here for Christmas time. But but the 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 ultimate uh, stamp, uh, not stamp of approval, but the ultimate joy of our salvation is found in the resurrection three days later. That's the proof that Jesus was who he said he was. Um, I, I just wanted to point out that indeed that all things must work together for my salvation in the question number one there. The scriptural link that it has is Romans 8 verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. The very next scriptural link in here then is 2 Corinthians 1. So I found no that really way. interesting. You're a liar. Are you no, it's well it's verses 21 to 22. <laughs> Now he who establishes us, wish you in Christ, and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. But in 1 Corinthians, when you were saying 2 to 9, it's the number 6. If we are afflicted, it is for our comfort and salvation. Yeah, insane. So so there's, but that's the comfort. I mean, you you can't. It is. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> you, you had sent me a message that you listened to the last episode. Um, I think that was, that was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, actually. I did. <laughs> before. So that's going to be after the recording because I don't want to talk about it on the air. But um, <laughs> on the air, like, we, we, I could actually take a caller. I think I can have like, a good phone. morning, and with the pod being too i can do a live stream but you you hear everybody that has heard me talk in person knows that i need to edit my conversation i can't just let those long pauses and those stumbles of my well i I loved uh in the last one you did speak about how a lot of people's comfort is family and and gatherings and food and stuff you know and 
and how like while these things are comforts that God gives us with His common grace, uh, they aren't they aren't ultimately the, the the comfort you know especially having the comfort to stand before God on the day of judgment and say, I am yours, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a big there's a comfort that it talks about here in life, but my comfort in death is that when I stand before God, I'm not at war with Him. I'm at peace. When we say like. I'm, when I'm going to die, when we say I'm at peace, it, it, it doesn't mean, you know, I, I'm ready to die. Um, I mean, we, we, we do say it that way, but, but the way that I think we ought to really look at that is like, are you at peace? Are you at peace with God or are you at war with God? You're either at enmity or you have waved your white flag and you've surrendered and you're at peace with the holy God of the universe because, uh, and you have comfort when you stand before him because Jesus has merited your salvation. He's bore the wrath on your behalf. He has defeated sin and Satan in the world, and he rose for your justification. And I actually read read this quote here. I think you'll really like it. Uh, I don't know who the pastor is, so I won't say his name, because. Okay. Uh, but, but it was from a friend of mine who goes to uh, First Reformed Presbyterian Church here in Grand Rapids, uh, which is at the uh, Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary. But he, he put this quote up. It says, uh, Jesus was not born into this world to provide slogans and stage props for the annual social and commercial extravaganza we know as Christmas. He came to save his people from their sins, Matthew one twenty one. He came to be delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification, Romans 4.25. The glory of his advent is ultimately the cross, because it is in his death that he accomplished the redemption that was implicit in his birth. An incarnation that reaches no further than warm thoughts about the baby Jesus and hearty renderings of joy to the world simply misses the point. It only serves to bury the gospel under the superficial glitter of the modern Christmas season. <laughs> I was like, dang, dude. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, uh, that's that's kind of my battle cry is I'm yeah, aware. Yeah, I, I heard it in the last episode. <laughs> I'm aware of... With Rudolph and Frosty, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's the danger is I'm aware of not just a denomination that I grew up in or the 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 fights that that denomination has with other denominations, but I'm aware of the different you know Presbyterian, Baptist, Reformed, uh, Lutheran, Methodist, all of those disputes. And then when you get right. down to the actual Sunday preaching and what's going on, it's one of those things that I, I think I've used it before. Like the, the, the curtains are on fire and everybody wants to talk about, you know, well, where, where should we sit at the table? Like, well, how many chairs should we have? Should they be low or high chairs? You know, what kind of background right. music should we have? The, the sermon that I listened to on Sunday, actually, and this real, I actually wrote it down like instantly because it, it was a line that I had never heard before. It's every heart doesn't prepare him room. Every heart didn't right. prepare him room. Doesn't. And that, yeah. that hit me hard because I was like, I have never thought of that because you hear, well, let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature thing, sing. And that's one of my favorite Christmas songs, no doubt. But the reality is every heart doesn't prepare him room. They don't. And every heart didn't prepare him room. And a lot of times the heart doesn't think that it needs to prepare him room. 
when I was just going to say that the, theologically, right? The, the yeah. nature of man, no heart actually prepares him room. <laughs> well, <laughs> outside yeah. of the supernatural saving, you know, monergistic work of God himself graciously preparing room for himself in a sin sick human heart. And, and then we get to experience the blessed joy of, of the room being made and the will being bent and our receiving Christ as Lord over our lives and savior of our souls and realizing that it's not that we've prepared room for Christ, but, uh, but he's prepared room for us to sit at his table. You know, like, uh, he, he is the one who had called sinners to sit with him. Um, he's the one who chases after the lost sheep, you know? And, and so it's actually, he's gone and prepared a place for us. Right. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the song, just so you know, I, I, no, I no. we are called, we are called to, to, to have Christ in our hearts. We're called to repent and believe and, and to prepare a place for Christ. But I was just kind of ex- extending, extending or expounding upon that, that thought that, wow, like, do any of us really prepare him room or is it that he's prepared room for us to be welcomed into, into his presence? And certainly he has flooded our hearts with, uh, with himself and the glory of, of salvation and, and, and adoption and all the beautiful promises that he's given us. But you're, you're so right. Well, the curtains are on fire, but you know, how, how tall should we make the chairs? Like, are we not, are we not focused on whom we are to worship? Yeah, I get the secondary issues, but when they become the primary, you know, the primary focus, that that can be a yeah, that can be a rough uh, a we, rude awakening. I we guess. we all are just you know we get uh, so distracted by the pretty lights. <laughs> I guess it's yeah. one of the the best ways to say it. Like we, we want, you know, we want to dress ourselves and our children up in the best clothes and we want, you know, the music to be come in at just the right time and we want the pretty lights to happen and we want, we want the snow. It's actually snowing right outside right now. Actually, <laughs> My daughter rang down and it's snowing, it's snowing because it's been really gross so far. We haven't really gotten any snow since October, but, uh, wow. you, you want that whole, I can't even think of a Christmas movie, uh, quote unquote Christmas movie right now, because I haven't White Christmas. watched my, love, my wife love really movie. loves white Christmas. Uh, that is my, probably my favorite Christmas movie, white Christmas. Okay. You so and my, good. you and my wife need to sit down sometime and watch that. Have you, have you watched it? Have you I watched started, it I started once and I don't know. I don't like, I, I was, oh. I just don't sit down and watch movies very well anymore. It's, it's mainly the army. It's the army thing that really yeah. intrigues me about the whole movie. And Fred um, Astaire and, you know, watching Fred Astaire yeah, man, dance like, is something that a, you know, a man, break boy sisters misters thing is a little awkward. You know, in a few moments, but um, <laughs> but when you learn, like, did you know? Did you know they only did one take of that scene? That was the take that they did. They only did it once. They only had to do it once because they yeah. were so talented <laughs> back then. I was right. I was I was a I Gene Kelly guy. <laughs> I I'm a I'm an American in Paris or Singing in the Rain. I'm a Gene Kelly guy. I, I haven't seen either of those, and, and I I think that I think that I need to. It's almost like Christmas opens up some of those films to me, yeah. you know, where I'd like to see more of that acting and whatnot. So I'm yeah, sorry, you know, as, give me a as list. I'm giving 
As I'm giving the example of how people get distracted, I distract you with movies from 70 years ago. I apologize. But no, there's a scene. It's easy, though. Yeah, we don't watch White Christmas on Christmas Eve, man. It's not Christmas Eve in our household. You know what I mean? We don't open one present each. It's not, then it's just not the way it's supposed to be. And um, and I get what you're saying. We're easily distracted from what what we're we're trying to commemorate actually and and while we don't get to pick or make holy days um the lord himself does that the, the, the lord of the sabbath when we are trying to focus on something very important near and dear to our hearts the advent season it's easy to to be like it needs to be just right it, it just won't be the same and and we can get distracted brother you know, so easily distracted oh squirrel you know, I, I blew um, <laughs> my I blew my kids' minds like a week or two ago because I said the holidays, the holy days, because we're actually reading through the uh, the feasts, the different feasts of the Bible. Um, so we're reading through okay. those. So I pointed out holy days, holidays, and I blew their mind. <laughs> like they're like, wait, <laughs> that's what it is. I said, yeah, that's so. That's kind of why, you know. Christmas isn't about gifts and it's not about the tree and it's not about doing this. And it's not, as I mentioned in the last episode, it's not about family every day. Your family is a blessing every day. And yes, I get the whole nostalgia of getting together with relatives that you haven't, I mean, in a normal, you know, whatever kind of year you haven't seen these people for a year and you get together on Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and that's your time right, to see right. these people and reconnect and everyone's happy. Like there's never any time where somebody, well, unless you're in my family, actually <laughs> my extended family, <laughs> there, there, there's, there's somebody that, you know, they come into the gathering and they go and find the sofa and sit in front of the TV and don't talk to anybody. <laughs> but uh, right, everybody right. probably has that person. The, the point, that I'm trying to make is <laughs> I don't remember actually. <laughs> I was, uh, do you know who John Snyder is? Negative. Pastor nope. John Snyder. Was it Media Gratier? You know, Media Gratier, you know, right? Is that how I you do know that? It? Yeah. Okay. So they, yeah. when COVID really hit, one of the things that they released online for free was a 12 week uh, Bible study by John Snyder called rethinking god biblically and i was talking to my buddy james about it because i had just we had we were having a phone phone conversation and pragmatism kind of came up and i was like oh i just listened to like the 10th or 11th episode of this and it was on pragmatism my suggestion for everybody this christmas my gift to you is the gift that media gratier gave to the world during covid was the free 12-week bible study of rethinking god biblically by john snyder which i'll post on the bottom of this podcast that's my shout out for the week before i read psalm yeah, 77 so I'll be sure to check it out uh, lord willing i'd have the time I didn't actually talk about blessings as much as I wanted to because I only had five things written down and I covered them. <laughs> so, but I think we, I mean, you're, you're always faithful in preaching the gospel and that's my, um, that's my brotherly love for you. That's my, my Christian confidence is that I know that whenever I talk to you or whenever we're having a conversation, I'm going to hear the gospel actually. And that's the nourishment. That's the daily bread that I need. Yeah, that's same that's here, the man. blessing that's right there. Psalm 77, 
to the choir master yeah, according to Jeduthun, a psalm of Asaph again. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open, and I am, I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all of your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. When the waters saw you, O oh God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea. Your path through the great waters. Yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. 2020, as James and my mother-in-law actually just said this as well, which I just kind of thought was funny. God's got this. Like th there's, there's really nothing to fear for those who are in Christ. And our, ho our hope is in the Lord. And if you profess Christ, if you believe in his name, if you are an adopted child of God, your hope is in the Lord and you can glorify and enjoy him forever in this life and in the next. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Thank you again, Stephen. Thank you, brother, for having me on again. It's, uh, I'm truly humbled, and, uh, and I need to hear the gospel just as much as anybody else. So thank you.